Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The following is a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. It's time for the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan, your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradlogancote. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault, to the pavilion, to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss, all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the Levy Stodds, totals, player performance props, or where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. Head on over to the website and use your mobile devices and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V and get started today. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline's your number one sport for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage, the best in the business. From sports right down to your Vegas Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. And welcome into this week's show. We hope you've had a really good week. And it's been a busy week on the Ole Miss beat this week with men's and women's basketball nearing the end of the season. Uh, one program obviously going one direction, one going the other. We'll talk a little bit more in depth about Coach Yo and the rise that she's had, why I think she needs to be SEC Coach of the Year, and how the Rebels are pretty much pitting themselves for a pretty nice SEC tournament run and a chance at the NCAA tournament in a nice run there as well. Uh, the men, on the other hand, just laced with injuries. Uh, just uh, the other night against uh, Auburn, a really good basketball team almost played as well as it's played all year, and Matthew Morrell goes out with a concussion. Compound that fact with Jarkel Joyner had some issues with his back. Uh, Deshaun Ruffin's gone for the year. Uh, Robert Allen's gone for the year. We'll get into the men's program and why I think Kermit Davis Jr. should definitely be given another year to right the ship. It's not all been his fault. And we'll also talk about baseball. Baseball is here. Well, I mean, it's 30 degrees outside. It's raining. It's baseball time in Oxford, Mississippi. Uh, by the way, no surprise, Ole Miss undefeated. Uh, a big win today over VCU as we record on Friday. 
and the rebels uh undefeated uh, like we said one of the best offenses in the country and here's the deal and we'll get into it in just a, in just a moment we'll, we'll kind of break the numbers down but Ole Miss has not hit the ball exceptionally well what they have done it's had some timely timely hitting uh baseball is uh, is obviously cranked up some hires have been made on the football side of things a couple of more players have transferred in that transfer portal is continuing to being very very profitable profitable for Ole Miss and uh, the Ole Miss Rebels continue to do a good job uh and, and head coach Lane Kevin recruiting that portal football season 24 7 uh here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast also excited about uh Continue to grow with 247 Sports. Uh, really, really a lot going on over on Inside the Rebels. A big hire in Jared Redding. He was on the program, the Ole Miss baseball program, and about how so many things are happening on the, on the baseball side of things. But Jared Redding joins us. He's a part of the 247 Sports family, along with Chris Brooks, along with Tyler Comas, and, of course, uh, David Johnson. Everybody kind of chips in. But at this time of year, so much is going on inside the Rebels has you covered. Just go to Rebs247.com. We'd love to have you. Thanks again just just being part of the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. It's been a great ride so far. So many great things are coming down the pipe as uh, kind of inch forward uh, to spring football. Uh, In the meantime, we've got to finish up this basketball season. Interested to see where both these programs finish up. Baseball about to be in full swing right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. We'll get to the bottom of all of it here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. It is a place which exerts an extraordinary pull on all who have walked its hallowed ground. Thousands come each year, and yet no one ever really leaves. Ole Miss is for life. A major university with the familiar intimacy of family. Friendships that are more than friendships. Moments that are more than moments. An autumn celebration on a Saturday afternoon in the Grove. Contests waged and triumphs savored. With our largest freshman class, soaring honors college, national reputation for academics and research, our pride is overflowing. Today, more than ever, for all who have ever called this magical place home, you never leave Ole Miss. Welcome back to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Want to be a part of the program? Just email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Whether it's touchdown Ole Miss or showers and right, it's all Ole Miss all the time. And now back to the show. What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. 
And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you're online. And with all the threats that you face today on the internet, it's more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about the slow connection either. Plans start as under as $4 a month. So today, grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code BLEAV, that's believe. You can get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. So today, be sure, grab that exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash bleed or use the promo code bleed that's b-l-e-a-v to get up to 70 percent off your nordvpn plan plus one additional month for free also remember it's risk-free with nord's 30-day money-back guarantee that's nordvpn.com hi this is brad logan tons of people take multivitamins but it's important to choose one that's top quality with one delicious scoop of athletic greens you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals superfoods probiotics and antigens to start your day right their special blend of ingredients support gut health your nervous system your immune system energy recovery focus and aging it's also lifestyle friendly if it's a wide range of diet there's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything so reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop and a cup of water every single day that's it to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune support vitamin d and five free travel packs for your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe that's b-l-e-a-v again that's athleticgreens.com slash believe remember these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration products are not intended to diagnose treat cure and prevent any disease athletic greens take ownership of your health
And with an intro like that, I mean, who is not ready for a hot dog? Who's not ready to uh, hear the crack of the bat? Man, that that just gets you going. And we'll get right into baseball. And we talked about it a little bit earlier in the show. It's been a good start. And it's been a good start for a lot of reasons. And, and some of that is simply because Ole Miss hasn't, in regards to – let me preface something by saying, I, I said they haven't hit the ball very well. Well, the one thing they're doing is they're they're getting timely hits, and that's one thing that they, they struggled with last year, particularly late in the season, getting the bases loaded. I mean, we, we saw Ole Miss have the bases loaded a lot last year, and specifically the year before as well. This year so far, they've been some really, really timely hits. And, you know, everybody that's listening to this podcast understands that Ole Miss is bringing back everybody on offense. The question has obviously been who's going to fill the arms that are gone from last year, and we'll get into the pitching uh, in just a moment. So that's kind of been the good thing so far. Now, the averages are not great. It's early. I think those will come around using the, the, the beginning parts of the year. Everybody's batting seven, 800. Not right now. Good news. Like I said, timely hitting. And the Rebels open up the season by sweeping Charleston Southern. Three convincing wins. Uh, they win the first game on Friday, 9-3. to Win the second game on Saturday last week, 11-1 to in seven innings. And then on Sunday, they win 12-2. to And, you know, Ole Miss has just they've just played well. Arkansas State had, give, had given Ole Miss some trouble in the past. Maybe they do so again. And uh, it was raining pretty hard. This past Wednesday night, Ole Miss beats Arkansas State. Wasn't close, 15-5. to Tonight, as we record on Friday, Ole Miss did what it's done all year. It beats uh, VCU 10-4. to Wasn't very particularly close, actually. They'll play uh, at noon on Saturday tomorrow as you listen. So, I know a lot of folks will be headed to the ballpark when you're listening, uh, maybe when you drive Saturday morning. And then on Sunday, it's also a noon game against VCU. Let's take a quick look at the schedule before uh, we, we, we look at the numbers about how this team has played. It's an interesting schedule. Uh, they'll continue uh, at home, another home stand against ULM. That'll come on Tuesday and Wednesday. That first game on Tuesday is at 6.30. The Wednesday game is at 4 p.m. Then an interesting road trip to UCF. We'll see what Ole Miss is made of as it takes its first, I guess you could say, road trip of the year in Orlando, Florida. They'll take on UCF on a three-game stand on March 4th, 5th, and 6th. That's a Friday through Sunday. Uh, That first uh, pitch at 5 p.m. on Friday, 3 p.m. pitch on Saturday, and then a noon pitch on Sunday, they'll come back home and face the Memphis Tigers on a pretty good home stretch. They'll get Memphis Alcorn State in a three-game stretch from March the 11th, 12th, and 13th. That's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday series against Oral Roberts. Uh, that's a 6:30 pitch, 1:30 pitch, and a 1:30 pitch on Sunday. Again, that's all in Oxford. They'll hit the road and go down to Southeast Louisiana and Hammond, Louisiana. Just down I-55 on a Tuesday night at 6 p.m. They'll head down there and play because that first series uh, for Ole Miss is is going to be on the road against all the Auburn Tigers uh, in Auburn, Alabama. That's going to start the 17th, 18th, and 19th of March. And that's kind of the early part of the schedule for this Ole Miss baseball team. It's very conducive to win. And, uh, well, I'll be honest, it's as good as this Ole Miss offense is, any series or any, uh, you know, any game particularly early in the year, is going to be one in which Ole Miss should do very, very well. Let's take a look at the numbers right now, specifically offensively. Now, once again, we need to preface these numbers by saying we're only, you know, a handful of games in. So, uh, But the number one player on the team hitting is Calvin Harris. He's came in uh, after uh, Hayden Dunhurst tweaked a bit of a hamstring. So uh, Coach Mike Bianco is going, to, going a little gingerly 
with, of course, Hayden Dunhurst in the as, as rolling into the fifth game of the season. But Calvin Harris has caught uh, four games, uh, started three of them, and sitting six hundred. Had a big game tonight against VCU. Three RBI in the season, had a double, and he's got six total hits. He's batting 600. And, you know, I know it's early. I get it. But he's got three walks, got a couple of Ks. You know, Calvin is a player that struggled to hit the baseball last year. And you have to credit him, uh, Carl Lafferty, the rest of this crew, consisting of assistant coach Mike Lemon, along with the volunteer assistant coach Chris Cleary, they've done a phenomenal job this offseason. And I think it's showing on the field. It's showing mainly at the plate from some players that just frankly struggled some last year. Number two, Ben Van Cleef, been 500 of the year, played in four games, has seen the has seen the plate six times so far, three hits, one of those a double, got a couple of RBI. So it's early, but he's got four walks. I mean, they're seeing the ball well, and that is good news for Ole Miss fans. New names like Reagan Burford. 429 from the plate. Played in all seven, I'm sorry, all five games. He's had seven at-bats. Scored five runs. He already has three hits. Five RBI. Of course, the man been hitting the ball so well is Kevin Graham. 300 is what he's hitting, but he's got 12 RBI. Unbelievable. An 800 slugging percentage. <laughs> man, he's seeing the ball well. Got a lot of got got a lot of strikeouts. That's something he's going to have to monitor. Six Ks on the year, so something he'll have to monitor. But, but you know, when you hit the long ball like Kevin does, you're going to have some strikeouts. He's had 20 at bats and uh, seeing the ball really well. Hayden Leatherwood also seeing the ball well, 286, but he's got three RBI on these seven at bats. He's got a couple of hits, scored three runs. So uh, it's been an offense that's been a bit sporadic. But the good news, if you're Ole Miss, is getting on base by way of the walk. Taking advantage of of the, the team making a mistake. Getting on base the best you can. By the way, don't want to forget this guy, T.J. McCants. We we had a lot of fun watching him last year. Of course, he started in center field all five games. Batting 462. He's came to the plate 13 times. Six hits so far this year. Four RBI. Slugging percentage of... 538. So we've seen some lineups that have been a little bit different from my Bianco this year. Uh, Justin Bitch has been playing third mostly. Uh, we know Kevin Graham's going to be in the outfield along with Hayden Leatherwood. The good news now, you've got Tim Elko back. Of course, Tim had the knee injury and he was pretty much a uh, designated hitter for the remainder, uh, or at least it's just for the most part of last year. Uh, so now he's playing first base. That actually frees up an opportunity. Hey, let's say that, that Hayden Dun, uh, Dunhurst comes back. Of course, we expect him back uh, pretty soon. Then you all of a sudden get a bat like Calvin Harris that can be that DH. What about Ben Van Cleve? We've talked about him. Uh, struggled some last year. Ben's uh, hit the ball, seen the ball really well. That opens up an opportunity for him to have that DH role because everybody else has kind of got it set. I mean, you, you talk about Jacob Gonzalez not hitting the ball particularly well right now, playing short, uh, Peyton uh, Chatagnier uh, playing second base. So the infield's kind of rounded out. We've got the outfield, of course. Uh, you've got some opportunities there for a Reagan Burford, a new player, 
TJ McCants, we've seen Hayden Leatherwood. We expect him to play right a good bit. Uh, so that's kind of how things are shaking up. You look at some younger players. Kemp Alderman had a couple of uh, RBI just the other night, had the big home run. So he's batted seven times. You, you think about players like uh, a player like a, a Knox LaPasser, mainly a runner throughout his career. He's had a chance to play some. Hayden Dunhurst has only played in two games because, of course, he's had the injury. But the good news, it's an opportunity for players uh, that we talked about earlier to come in, get some valuable minutes, some valuable time, in this case, Calvin Harris behind the play, because you need that number two catcher. So uh, Ole Miss has done a really good job so far in getting those timely hits. And I think a lot of people knew the offense is going to be good. Now, it's, it's been okay. It's been good in some areas, but we expect those numbers to really uh, climb over the year. I mean, Jacob Gonzalez is not going to hit as low as he's hitting now for the remainder of the year. Peyton Chatagnier has not had the best uh, games uh, so far this year behind the at least hitting at 250. Tim Elko, we haven't even talked about Tim, 267, and he's already gotten a couple of home runs, four RBI. Um, I mean – it's just good to see him back. It's good to be able to see him move because that of the injury that he had. He's seen the ball well. He's got four walks. So you can tell with everybody coming back on the offensive side of the ball, everybody's going to kind of be looking at pitching. And what's Ole Miss going to do from a starting standpoint? What are they going to do from a middle relief standpoint? I know this. there's a lot of people that have been really excited about one player, and uh, his name's Hunter Elliott. And I encourage all of you to, to remember uh, number 26 because uh, he played today, the freshman out of Tupelo, Mississippi, located really well. And he came in against VCU and uh, struck out the side. And uh, the next half inning, uh, he was uh, gave up a, a base hit but uh, had another strikeout. He looked really good. And so it, it's players like, like Hunter Elliott that are going to have to step up in the middle relief role. Because we know that there are going to be pitchers like Jack Doherty that are going to come in and be kind of that middle reliever guy. And things will kind of shake out, I think, as the season progresses. We know after the surgery, Derek Diamond came in. He'll be a starter. We expect John Gaddis, Drew McDaniel to, to, to do some starts as well. The question is, is, what about Jack Washburn? Where does he fit into this lineup? What about Mason Nichols? What, what are we going to see out of Mason Nichols? Who's going to be that player that, that we've seen over the years that has kind of stepped up? The, is Mitch Morrell going to be someone that can step up? The, those are some names that, that, that I would encourage everybody to watch. Riley Maddox. What about, what about Riley Maddox? Another player that, that, that Ole Miss is really excited about, a, a freshman right-handed pitcher out of Jackson Prep. So some good, uh, some good minutes. I say minutes. You'll have to excuse me. I'm, I've still kind of got basketball on my mind here, but 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 having these preseason games, I think are so important for this Ole Miss baseball team. I think it's important because number one, it gets a, a chance for for some of the the veterans to kind of get back in jail again, to get on the field uh, with Tim Elko, who's who's been in the dugout for for so long now, playing first base kind of getting used to him out there. So I think if you look at how successful Ole Miss was last year, you look at the the, the puzzle pieces that were missing uh, maybe on the defensive end, you kind of swap out Kale Baker with 
Tim Elko. So I think that was that was a nice move. Uh, there's some other puzzle pieces at the pitcher's mound that we kind of talked about a moment ago. We're just going to have to see how that shakes out. You just really don't know. So far, Ole Miss has done well. The first three games only giving up three, four, five, six runs. Uh, and you like those numbers. Give up five runs to Arkansas State in five innings. And then you gave up four runs tonight. A couple of those came late. But Ole Miss has got a really good baseball team. And I expect it to be a really fun season. And I think Mike Bianco really likes his team from uh, from everything that we've heard in different interviews and that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, they're going to be fun to watch. I think, you know, the elephant in the room is can Ole Miss get to Omaha? That's kind of been the gold standard. And, you know, Mike has, has only been able to do it once. Took a really good team to Omaha after beating Louisiana Lafayette in La, in, uh, in Lafayette, Louisiana, and the, the regional down there. We all remember it well. And Mike has not been able to get any other team to Omaha. What happens? Will he be able to do it this year? We'll see. It'll be fun. The schedule's going to be fun. Next week, we'll kind of look at the SEC schedule. We know Ole Miss, Ole Miss is, uh, opens on the road at, at Auburn. It's going to be fun. Do you have your season tickets? I think they sold over 8,000 season tickets. So, uh, Ole Miss baseball is about to be in full, full force. We talked about it in the opening of the show. If it's raining and 30 degrees, it's got to be baseball season. The Ole Miss men's basketball team got a big win on the road last Saturday at Georgia, but then got kind of got up against a really good Auburn team and played really well. Just could not overcome the athleticism of Jabari Smith and, and the Bruce Pearl-led team that just – just relentless defense, and Ole Miss just made too many mistakes down the stretch, did not make those wide-open jumpers that they made against Georgia and fell on the road at Auburn. They're now 4-11 in the conference, 13-15 and overall, and you just kind of, you know, I think from an Ole Miss standpoint, trying to get to the end of the year without getting anyone else injured, uh, frankly. I think this team is one that uh, it's played hard. It just does not have the horses right now. And that's no disrespect to the remainder of the team, but at one point against Auburn, Ole Miss was playing with about seven players. Matthew Morrell went out with a bit of a head injury. It's uh, Eric Vanderheiden, as Kermit uh, Davis uh, said, could not make the trip because he was sick. The flu has hit the team pretty hard. (laughs) And you know you hate to laugh, but you have to laugh before you cry, I guess, if you're Ole Miss, because uh, Kermit said at the end of the game that something was going on with their, their travel plan with, I don't know if it was a plane issue, but they had to bus home, and it's almost like what else can go wrong for this team? And he even said during the interview, and, and you know what? <sighs> yeah, maybe I'm different. I, I just don't think Kermit Davis has made a lot of excuses for this team. I think he's been pretty straight up about what he's had and what he's had to deal with, and he admitted on the radio uh, broadcast at the end of the game that you know he's on with DK and John Stroud on the Ole Miss Radio Network, and he said – Gosh, guys, I don't know if I've ever had to deal with so much adversity. So you look at the remainder of the year and or the remainder of the season, and it's not a terrible schedule. Tomorrow they'll face Texas A&M and Oxford. That that tip offs at two thirty. You know what? If you're listening to this and you're getting ready to go to the baseball game, I, I encourage you to go uh, to the basketball game and support the players. I really do. They need it. They need all the support they can get because they're playing hard, playing for you. And, uh, you know, I, I said it in the beginning uh, as we kicked off this uh, this podcast, I think Kermit Davis, uh, Kermit Davis Jr. will be back as head coach of Ole Miss next year. And I think he's going to return a lot of the players. And I think he's he's recruiting hard. 
not sitting, not making excuses here. It's not been a good year. It just hasn't. And it, do I think it would have been a, a different year if Deshaun Ruffin had not been injured? Jarkel Journal, uh, Jarkel Joiner doesn't fall ill and, and hurt his back. If Robert Allen doesn't, you know, tweak a knee and he's out for the year, I think it's a different. I, I do. I think it's a different season. We saw what this team could do early on. You know, let, let, let's look at earlier part of the year. Now, let's go ahead and, and knock this out real quick. Ole Miss lost a game to Boise State in Charleston, South Carolina. They shouldn't have lost, okay? And they also lost to Marquette. They had a chance to win that basketball game. If you remember, that was the first game back in Charleston. And I told everybody on the podcast to circle that game. Because Kermit Davis was upset at the end of the game because he knew they should have won. And I think that had a lot to do with how the remainder of the season went because they came back and beat Elon the following week, but they ended up losing to Boise State in a really bad loss in Charleston, South Carolina. And the season kind of started, you know, hemorrhaging just a little bit. But the season really went south, frankly, early December when, when Ole Miss just absolutely mailed it in against Western Kentucky. That was an absolute brutal loss. And it ended up uh, costing Ole Miss down the stretch. And then it really, really went bad when Sanford came to Oxford. And it felt like, and you really hate to say this, but it felt like kind of the wheels were getting wobbly at that point. Hadn't come off the bus just yet. But it felt like they were very, very wobbly. You remember that first SEC game Ole Miss faced, it was in Knoxville on a Wednesday night. It almost should have beat Tennessee that night. At that point, Tennessee was ranked number 18th in the country. They lost that game 66-60 to in OT. Ole Miss should have won that game. You fast forward, Ole Miss plays the best, best game of the year against Auburn. Best game of the year, January 15th to Saturday. It was absolutely slam-packed to the Gills and the Pavilion. Great crowd, you guys. You guys slammed it out. You really did. Ole Miss had a chance to win that game, lost it. In fact, they would go on and lose four games in a row. Texas A&M, Auburn, Missouri, and, of course, the loss in Starfield at Mississippi State. You know, that's when Ole Miss was just without all of its players. And, uh, you know, we won't, we won't rehash the remainder of the season there, but, you know, you, know, you kind of know how it's went. I think if Ole Miss can finish the season, uh, Texas A&M in Oxford tomorrow, I think they can beat Buzz Peterson's team. They go to Kentucky. I don't expect Ole Miss to, to play Kentucky too well. <laughs> but what do I know? I mean, I, I, you know, they played well at Auburn. I, just, I guess they could play well in Rub. But Kentucky's kind of got it together late in the year. And then Vanderbilt, hey, give give Charles Stackhouse a lot of credit. Uh, Vandy's playing pretty well down the stretch. I'll tell you who else is playing well. That's South Carolina. Well, they put it on Mississippi State the other night. I think Frank Martin's got his team playing well. I don't think they're going to make the tournament. I don't think I've seen them in any – any type of seedings or anything. But, uh, you know, Carolina's playing well. It'd be interesting to see if they get hot down the stretch, see what they can do in Tampa in a couple of weeks. But Ole Miss finishes with Vanderbilt and, of course, the SEC tournament a couple of weeks in Tampa. And uh, that's March the 9th through the 13th. Ole Miss, I think right now, is slated to play that Wednesday, that Wednesday uh, night game. So, it'll be the early game down in Tampa. Ole Miss women, I'll be honest, Coach Joe should be Coach of the Year in the SEC. I've taken a lot of slack on that. I, look. I think there's no doubt that there are viable candidates. I think Dawn Staley probably has a – no, I'll rephrase that. 
I think Dawn Staley has a nice, an absolute incredible record. And I think she's got a great case to be the national coach of the year. And, and you know what? If Coach Yo does not get coach of the year because uh, of what Dawn has done at South Carolina, I think Kim Mulkey has done a phenomenal job at LSU. I think she's a great basketball coach. And, I, I, I mean, I, I've always appreciated what she was able to do at Baylor. And, uh, I mean, she's a great coach. But you look at what Yo did. I mean, let's, let's think about this for a moment. She took over a program two years ago that was 0-16 in the SEC. Didn't win a game. And I'll be honest with you guys, wasn't really close. Blown out. Left with nothing. She was left with absolutely nothing. Look, I've, I've been hard on Ross Bjork on this show. But he and Lynette uh, Johnson did a phenomenal job in that hire. They did. And I think that at some point, uh, at the end of the year, Keith Carter is going to have to lock Coach O down. And if Ole Miss fans, they really need to support the team going forward as much as possible. You know, I, I want to commend you guys. Uh, I was able to I've, – I've went to a number of games this year. I enjoy it. And I was at the Pavilion when 15th-ranked Georgia came to town. That's the most people I've ever seen at Ole Miss women's basketball game. And I've been going to games since the, the 80s, since the Van Chancellor days. It's the most I've seen. And you should be commended. Ole Miss lost, and I, look, Georgia outplayed Ole Miss that day. And, they, you know, that was fresh off a South Carolina win in Columbia when Ole Miss got boat raced by 29 by a really good South Carolina team, ranked number one. But Ole Miss goes on, on the road to be, you know, to go ahead and lay it out there. They did a great job against Missouri winning that one 61-45. to 45. They could have laid down because the season was looking pretty rough. Losses to Carolina, losses to Georgia, but Ole Miss and Coach Joe, They've done like they've done all year long. They rebound. They beat Missouri. Come home, a big game on Monday night. Nice crowd. Kim Mulkey comes to town, and LSU has got a pretty good team. I don't know how talented they are. I think a lot of this is just Kim Mulkey's a good coach, and she she gets everything she can out of her players. I'll be honest. There's a lot of similarities between Kim Mulkey and uh, Coach O. And a lot of that is because they get every single bit out of their players. Angel Baker gives everything she's got on the floor. LaShonda Monk, I mean, when she drives to the basket, guys, she takes everything she's got to the hoop. And that's why, that's why I really enjoy watching this team play because how hard they play. They play so hard for Coach Joe. But they fall to LSU, and I think that led into the loss the next week at Mississippi State. I think it bled over, and I think Coach Joe would tell you that. They lost by 12, I think no, 11, 70 to, to uh, 59 to Mississippi State. And Coach no, Doug, uh, Doug Novak's done a great job in a very tough situation. I'll be interested to see what happens in Starkville to see if he, if he gets that job, see what John Cohen, the director of athletics, goes, what direction he goes. Because Doug Novak inherited a terrible situation when Nikki McCray-Pinson um, left the team. So – We'll see what happens uh, going forward. But what happened since then, now the competition hadn't been great, but they still got to win the games. I mean, what I like to say is the dogs, you still got to beat the dogs. In this case, the, the teams that aren't great. You beat Texas a by 20, 74-54. You beat Vandy by 10, 57-47. You beat Arkansas by 8, 70-62. You beat Auburn. By 20, 72 to 52. So, 
here was my thought process on the board. We talked about this. Is is someone pointed out to where Auburn and, and Arkansas and Vandy and Texas A&M are not very good? I said, you're right, they're not. But the key is you just can't lose them. You can't you can't bomb those games. You have to win them. And if you can win them, win them by a large margin so you don't lose confidence. And that's exactly what they did getting ready for the tournament. You get a free shot now on Sunday at 1 o'clock against Carolina, number one. You get a free shot. And I don't think that you should worry about it if you're Coach Joe and you're this team. Because right now, and I, I don't have the, the SEC standings in front of me, I think Ole Miss is, is uh, sixth right now. 22-6 and six overall, 10-5 and five in the conference. Absolutely phenomenal year. And if you're sitting, and we'll talk about seating next week, but if you're sitting at, uh, I guess, six or so, I, the last I saw the road or the path of the championship to, to face probably Carolina was not bad. And as long as you stay in that six range, you've got a shot to make some noise in the tournament. It's going to be in Atlanta. I'm sorry. It's going to be in Nashville this year at the Bridgestone Arena. The, the men's tournament is in Tampa, Florida. The women's tournament is in Nashville. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I'm excited about this team. I'm excited to watch Coach Joe. They've been so much fun to watch. And uh, I encourage all of you, if you can, try to make it to the pavilion on Sunday at 1 o'clock and support this team because I can guarantee you they have deserved it. On the football front, head coach Lane Kiffin uh, has not officially announced it yet, but it does appear that reports are that Ole Miss is uh, about to hire our Purdue special teams coordinator, Marty Biaggi. Uh, football scoop put that out there, and so we expect that to probably happen pretty soon. So a new special teams coordinator is headed to coach at Ole Miss for head coach Lane Kiffin. Now, we talked about on this show, recruiting is going to be a 24-7 uh, cycle here. And we saw that as TCU transfer defensive end uh, Kari Coleman committed to Ole Miss. It was a great pickup. Uh, Coleman was all Big 12, all freshman Big 12 last year. And that's some pretty good numbers. There's some other players out there that Lane Kiffin has targeted. I think it's maybe three or four spots that he's got. Uh, but be sure and uh, stay tuned to Rebs247.com. Uh, David, Chris, uh, Jared, and uh, the whole crew. Is, uh, is, is constantly churning out notes every single day about recruiting. And a lot of it right now is the 2023 high school players. And there's a ton of interviews right now going on and a ton of folks in the state of Mississippi that are being recruited. So uh, you want to definitely check out reps247.com for that information. I think all eyes this spring are going to be on Jackson Dart and Michael Trigg Jr., the transfers from, from USC. And I think a lot of people are just going to be looking at them and seeing what they can do, seeing what they can produce this spring. I think we'll see them spin it a little bit. I think maybe the spring game will be a little more adventurous this year. If anything, Ole Miss fans don't have a lot of people to look for. <laughs> Better have a roster handy. So uh, spring football is going to be interesting. The Grow Bowl should be a blast this year. Remember, Mississippi State will be coming to town. It'll be double-decker. It's a huge weekend in April. And so we'll keep you up to date about everything going on here in regards to the Grow Bowl and uh, the baseball series and everything else is going on on campus. Uh, just, I had a chance to watch the video once again of Champions Now. And what's going on inside the Athletic Foundation is incredible. And I know a lot of folks are probably a part of this Champions Now um, giving 
and everything that it encompasses. And you look at what's going on at the Manning Center, and you look at the renderings of the locker room, you look at what's going on with, with Vault Hemingway Stadium down the road and kind of the, the, the end plans there. You look at what's happening at softball and what's happening at baseball, and $1.5 billion with a B. And it's amazing that you have to say with a B because that's so much money. And, and so much of that is going towards athletics. It's kind of a new day at Ole Miss, all under the direction of, of athletic director Keith Carter and, and all the people at the foundation. But Ole Miss fans should be commended that, that a, a, a capital campaign of this magnitude in the state of Mississippi that you can get behind. And uh, I think the future is going to be very, very bright in Oxford. And we're very appreciative that you've been part here of the Believe in Ole Miss podcast in our short time of doing this. Uh, partnered up with our good folks at 247 Sports, continuing to grow there at Reps 247, and we're excited about where this podcast will go. As it stands, baseball, once again, in full force. Uh, We'll get you some softball updates on the next show later on, uh, earlier part of next week. We'll try to get you a podcast a little bit earlier, talk a little more softball, because uh, they've got some big wins early in the season. We'll kind of break down their season Keep you, keep you abreast of everything going on with baseball. And if anything pops in football and men's and women's basketball, we'll have you covered. Kind of break down uh, those seasons as well as we get ready for tournament play in basketball. We appreciate everybody being part of the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. We're always grateful for our title and presenting sponsor, Bet Online. Uh, Bet Online's got you covered all throughout basketball season, throughout the uh, NCAA playoffs. Remember, NBA, PGA Tour, Bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. So be sure and not wait and take advantage of all of the amazing offers today. That's betonline.ag, betonline, where the game starts. Be sure and use that promo code BLEAV. Thanks, everybody, for being part of the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. We'll look forward to talking to you next week. In the meantime, enjoy some Ole Miss baseball, basketball, all throughout the weekend and some Ole Miss softball as well. And we look forward to talking about it with you next week right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Podcast Network. listening to the believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host Brad Logan download the show on Apple podcasts Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts please subscribe rate and leave a review online be sure and check us out on Twitter at Brad Logan C-O-T-E and at believe podcasts as well as Facebook Brad Logan media from the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field. It's all Ole Miss all the time. This has been the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.